What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Ed Birdsalt, Jake Simone. Jake, how was your week? Number one. Number two, um, how 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 close were you to jumping off of a bridge this week? At any point. At any point. Nothing in particular, uh, just at any point. I mean, I lost the game by 0.66 on Monday night, but it wasn't – I clinched the two seed. I backed into clinching the two seed. Okay, that so – it's not a. Te- it's not as. Ba- it's not as bad of a beat as it should have been. As it should have been correct, but no, it's just I'm. I'm just in some leagues. I've just written them off for the year. So mm-hmm. just getting annihilated for just another week was just. I'm just numb to it now. I've, I've written them off and uh, clinched playoffs in a league. Looking forward to playoffs next week. And honestly, like I, I'm going in there like I have nothing to lose. Yeah. If I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. Screw you're, it. you're just ready. Making- you're ready for this to be done. I'm ready for this to be done. I will be doing a lot of uh, soul searching after this fantasy season on uh, some leagues and my plans for next season. So I'll share them. I think I think a lot of us will. And then, um, you know, we'll be back. We'll be doing the Basement Talk podcast again. So we'll be dabbling in, in, in everything. And then, of course, we talk some some fantasy because we, we always do. We're 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 allergic to uh, to staying away from fantasy. So. Here's the deal for today. Of course, we are going to look at the week that was, week 13. Uh, if you're looking for a more extensive week 13 review, talkingpointsports.com, the Fantasy Takeaways article is up, so you can go have a look at that. Uh, we, I don't really want to spend too much time talking about week 13. Like, Yeah, we can reflect, sure, but it's also Tuesday, and by the time you hear this, it's going to be Wednesday. So it's kind of like, you know, we're kind of behind the eight ball on that already. But we'll talk about it, you know, talk about some things that 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 happened. Obviously, Kyler Murray making his triumphant return. Talk about that. Um, but I think the one thing that we really want to talk about and have a real this is it's going to be one of those podcasts where and I think I'm talking to myself now and I'm just, I'm just rambling. But it's going to be one of those podcasts where we're really just focused on getting through the next five days, not even looking at playoffs yeah. as of yet, but just making sure for those that need it, for those that are in this position, like I know I'm in it in a couple spots, Jake is in it as well, just yeah. getting through the next five days and making sure that there is the best lineups imaginable filled for those that need help in playoffs. If you are a team that has clinched already and you have no worries probably not the podcast for you just putting that out yeah. there right now big for buys also a buy is a buy is great yeah if yeah. you if you're in contention for a buy this is just like a playoff game for you i would absolutely having a buy is a big game changer you just need to win two games yep. two games then three games is, is a whole different ball game agreed I, I i completely agree so if you if you're in a contention for if there's a buy for discussion this is the podcast for you but if you can't clinch a buy or if, or if you've already clinched playoffs, but buy is not even in the question, not the podcast for you. But for those that there's something to play for this week, this is the podcast for you where we are going to focus, like I said, the next five days of our lives is going to be focused on setting the best lineups that we possibly can. And we're going to get you souped up and, and ready to go. So as we kind of take this futuristic look before coming backwards and then going forwards again. Jake, I I have my 
mine written down. I unfortunately don't do a waiver wire column for, for talking points, which I really should have done. But again, it's just another thing that I have to add to the list of things to do for the week. And I just don't have that much time. There are only 24 hours in a day. So I want to hear from you and then I'll, and I'll give mine and we can just kind of discuss it. Um, I, I can give my top five in order, but are there any guys on waivers this week, just in general, not even by position or anything like that, just guys on waivers this week that you are calling a priority ad and the way that Adam and I have done this in the past are just guys that are under 50% owned. I, I would have to check the percentage of owned, but Taysom Hill is a must start this week for me at quarterback. I have Taysom Hill. The ownership percentage for Taysom Hill I have at 35%. So he qualifies. So he's eligible. Yep. I think he's a priority ad. I think he's a top seven play this week against the Jets. Uh, I have not done my ranks as of yet, but I would assume Taysom Hill is going to be, at the very least, he's going to be a top 10 play for me. I will have my ranks done for for Thursday. It's just been a crazy couple of days where I just have not had time to sit down and do my ranks today. Uh, but yeah, Taysom Hill will be a top 10 play for me. He's my number one waiver wire ad. It's it's yeah. pretty simple. If, if you yeah. need a quarterback this week, Taysom Hill is is very much your man. Taysom Hill or Cam Newton going up against Atlanta? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill or Matthew Stafford going up against Arizona Monday night? Close. Give me a piece of Monday night. Give me Stafford, but it's, it's close. It's close. It's very close. It's close. Taysom Hill or Dak Prescott against Washington? Give me Dak against the football team. Okay. All right. Um, let's just go. I mean, they're really – I will say, and I guess we're just going to go kind of go position by position talking about waivers. We'll make it quick. Um, the There really isn't a, a, a stone cold running back ad this week. I think so. No, but no, no, there no, is one. So. There yep. is one. It's Jermichael Hasty under no. the impression that Elijah Mitchell entered concussion protocol on Monday. There's a cloud as to whether or not Elijah Mitchell is going to be available. So if let's just say Elijah Mitchell is not available Sunday versus the Cincinnati Bengals, then Jermichael Hasty steps into a feature role. Jeff Wilson Jr. is out for the 49ers? Yes. And, and Trey Sermon's just useless. Trey Sermon is just useless. Not worth my time. <laughs> um, to me, it was going to be Kenny Gainwell. Hmm. Do I have... Oh, I, okay. I know why. Gainwell is yeah, Gainwell is five for me on, on on my list, but yeah, I think Kenny Gainwell I, is Miles Sanders supposed to play this week? I, I know he re-injured his his ankle, looked a little 50, he 50. was walking. Yeah, fifty fifty. We unsure. finally got we finally got the game. Twenty four carries, one hundred and twenty yards. Of course, it doesn't score a touchdown, but that's just the Miles Sanders. Uh, experience Journey. there's always something missing there i'm telling you what's going to happen is in the playoffs he's going to score like two touchdowns in a game probably and just win someone a week it, it, it's going to happen probably probably but, right um yeah so Gainwell, if sanders doesn't play boston scott didn't even get a carry i know he was dealing with some kind of illness on sunday but correct it's just the, the talent the talent difference between Gainwell and scott is, i think it's a pretty significant gap I, we wouldn't we agree? Why not just play Gainwell? Agreed. And Jordan Howard. Useless. Useless. I mean, useless. useless o so he breaks it. He breaks it. Absolutely. And Gainwell also offers some nice pass catching upside. And if Jalen Hurts continues to miss time, 
I think the pass catching duties, and we saw Miles Sanders featured more in the passing game as well with Gardner Minshew under center. I think that is a big plus for the running backs for the Philadelphia Eagles because now you don't have the threat of Jalen Hurts rushing in for touchdowns. You, you know, Gardner Minshew is not the most mobile guy in the world. So it's interesting. And I'll, I was also going to put Gardner Minshew as uh, one of my quarterback ads because he looks pretty good. I don't think they're in much of a rush to bring back Jalen Hurts. <laughs> after- no. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be because he 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 looked very good. He made Dallas Goddard look great. And anybody who uh, has Dallas Goddard, I mean, I doubt you were sitting him, having him going up going up against the Jets. I doubt you had much better options on your bench. I mean, I know I went up against someone that flexed Dallas Goddard against me and started two tight ends, Mark Andrews, yeah. Dallas Goddard, and I, I ended up winning, thank God. But you know, the, it, desperate times call for desperate measures, and. It was one that almost paid off for. Him. I mean, he, but he also did start Boston Scott. So, Eesh. yeah, tough titties on him. Um, uh, Jake, I want you to answer this next question for me in the most calm, happy. For, for forget that he's fucked everybody in the past. I I, I want you to just be straight, and narrow, focused on this. Is Adrian Peterson a worthwhile ad? No, useless. <laughs> useless. Okay. All right. Swiftly moving on. Let me let me add let me Go just add, uh, sure. add something there. Um, sure. with the Seattle running backs, didn't Rashad Penny get like fifteen car- uh, fifteen touches total in the game? I he believe did. he got ten carry. Yep. Something to watch there. I mean, what what is Seattle doing here? This is a guy you drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. You're giving you can't give the ball to Alex Collins. Alex Collins and Adrian Peterson. This is 2021, folks. Agreed. Agreed, guys. That were good five and ten years ago. Uh, let's move on to the receivers very quickly. Russell Gage. Yeah. Could be worthwhile. Nice matchup, too, I believe. In play, I believe week one of playoffs, he has a nice matchup. He has, the, he has the rest of the way. I think week one of playoffs, he has San Francisco, if I recall. That's, not, that's not great. There, he has yeah. a nice one in there. He's got Carolina, Matt Ryan. (laughs) He's at Carolina week 14, week 15 at San Francisco, week 16 at home versus Detroit. Ding, ding, ding. And then then week 17, useless going up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Yeah, it's useless. So, yeah, Russell Gage is a go. Um, Another receiver you're looking for? He's a filler. He's a filler for sure. And uh, one more that I had down, I don't know his ownership percentage off the top of my head. Let me go and find him and look. He, he doesn't qualify for this, but he might be available given he just recently came off of IR and had a nice performance versus the Giants. Is on by this week, however, so he doesn't help teams that are fighting for a playoff spot for teams that are fighting for a bye or if teams that are qualified and are listening to this still, thank you very much, number one. Number two, this could be an ad for you. Uh, that is Devonte Parker. He could be sitting on a waiver wire somewhere. And, and in, the, in the games that he's played this year, Devonte Parker has actually been quietly very, very okay, like solid. In, maybe, in PPR, maybe Will Fuller in, will in, come in, back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck that. In, in PPR, has been good. In, in half and not, I don't think uh, Parker is uh, is worth the uh, worth the time. Um, and then tight end. I mean. Uh, uh, it's tight end, you know. I, I have somebody. Okay. What do we say? You haven't played fantasy football unless you rostered Evan Ingram. Yeah. A- a- any concern though that it, it is looking it, like if it's from, as of then now, I'm out. It's from. 
If it's Glennon, though, I must say, going back to receivers, if Kadarius Tony plays this week, may I remind you the last time when the Giants played the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, Kadarius Tony had 30 points with Jake, Mike Glennon is, under center. It is very funny you say that because Kadarius Tony is a waiver claim that I have it this week. It is very funny you say that. Yeah. For that nice reason. Little, nice little uh, – and also Sterling Shepard, I guess, just will never play again for the Giants. And Kenny Galladay is useless. Useless. Completely, completely useless. Yeah. So um poor, poor Evan Ingram. I, I might here's my here's my logic. I might drop Noah Fant and pick up Evan Ingram this week. I'm so done with Noah Fant. I would be. I would be. I, I, I I'm, I'm, uh, I'm this, done. This may be a hot take, but I don't think that there is a Broncos pass catcher that is worth rostering. At the moment, it's getting to that point. It's just, it's terrible. Uh, it's so bad. Bad is bad. And then, about, and, I think Cortland Sutton is just beyond uh, droppable at this oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah. He if he should not even one, come near a lineup right now. If I were to keep one, I'd probably keep Judy. Yeah. Yep. That's the most logical. That, that but, would be it. But again, I think I think in eight and ten team leagues, I think you can get away with dropping Judy. In twelve and fourteen, it's definitely a much more difficult sell, for sure, because there really yeah. is not much there. But if like okay, what what about this? If Devontae Parker is available on a waiver wire for a team that has already clinched playoffs, would you drop Judy for Parker? Nah, I would keep Judy over Parker. I like Judy over Parker. Say a T. Say a T needs help right now and needs to win this week. Would you drop? And this is for waivers, not so much, not so much for um, okay. It's it's for both. It's for both. Uh would you drop Judy for Taysom Hill if Judy was the last guy on your bench? Oh yeah. If I needed a quarterback this week, absolutely. Okay. If I needed to win this week and needed a quarterback, yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go into a little bit of a week 13 review with an eye on week 14. Uh we mentioned Taysom Hill. Obviously, keep an eye on that finger injury, but all signs are pointing towards that Taysom Hill is going to try and give it a go versus uh, the Jets. So at the very least, he should provide a very safe rushing floor. Adam and I will talk about that on Thursday when we go through the preview more extensively. And then, of course, Jake and I will be doing the mailbag on Saturday. We already have a ton of questions in for the mailbag, and there's no such thing as enough. So, again, links are in the description. Send in all your questions to the mailbag. We'll, if, if the mailbag is an hour and a half, I don't care. We'll... We'll answer as many questions as possible because this, this, if there's ever a week to go over on the mailbag, this is it. So send in as many questions as, as, as you want. So the one thing that I, I, I do want to talk about here when we're talking about the quarterbacks is uh, it's a conversation that we have every year. It's a debate that's had every year. And it, it, it once again is proving it's very, very ugly head where you have in week 13 a week where a lot of people absolutely needed their top guys to come through. You have quarterbacks that were drafted in round five or higher completely letting you down. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. If Jalen Hurts, you want to put him in there, but he wasn't drafted in the top five rounds. So the elite quarterback options that were drafted, the first ones off the board, Dak, Allen, Mahomes, Jackson, all let you down this week. The one that I really want, the, the couple that I really want to focus on, Lamar, Lamar, it was what it was. You know, it's first down week in a while. Lamar has been, for the most part, pretty excellent all year. He's fine. Dak, same thing. 
it was it was a Kyler, weird, though. it was a weird game uh for for the most part for for Dak drop back 40 times just didn't really have the the air yards necessarily for him to be competent but Dak is fine his schedule the rest of the way is great too so Dak is fine the two I want to talk about Mahomes Allen Jake if there's one guy that you would this is a really tough question to ask because I don't know if anybody can really afford to do it but if there was one guy that you are more concerned about going forward out of Mahomes and Allen. Who is it? I think it's Josh Allen, but it's not because of Josh Allen, if that makes sense. I, I, this can't, this Buffalo running game is atrocious. They it can't is. run the ball. Yeah, it's very bad. They, they can't run the ball. All right. And honestly, you know, Brian Dayball was great last year and the year before. He He's not had a great year as the offensive coordinator. The play calling is not what it once was. It's very predictable. I mean, it's also easy to get one-dimensional when you physically can't run the ball. They tried to get the running game going last night, and the Patriots took them to school. Um, Just how many years now are we going on where we need to see Zach Moss and Devin Singletary just not get the job done for Buffalo to take action? And now include Matt Breida in that mix. And Matt Breida, I mean, it's it's a mess. And also – I believe the schedule gets a little dicey for Buffalo too. Down, read me off those matchups if you don't mind. Sure, I know they play sure. the Jets, but it's not during playoff time. Sure, it's, it's it is easy. at Tampa Bay. I think it's Horrible. I think it's a good matchup for for that Buffalo. A, not I don't not I don't the, think that's a good matchup. The secondary can be had, so I think Josh Allen has could have a solid passing day there. But the secondary could be had, but when you're so one dimensional, see what I'm saying here? Oh, fair. It's very fair. Carolina at home, that's fine. At New England eek and then at home versus atlanta so if you get through okay, the championship is great the championship i mean allen and Diggs can win people championships again. that's not a, that's not a great that's not a great three-game stretch of playoffs those are all pretty good defenses no 14 15 16 especially 16 especially 16 because what does bill belichick do better than anybody it's he pinpoints one guy and he takes that guy completely away yeah, and just a little side note about Bill Belichick. I'm glad you brought him up. Just start the Patriots' defense the whole way throughout mm-hmm. the playoffs if you roster them. I made that mistake last night, and I didn't. I didn't win my game. I went with the Vikings' defense against Detroit and lost when I could have went with New England and won, even though they're playing Buffalo. Well, I I also don't think you know when you were making that decision, you didn't know about the weather. I was only made aware of the weather at two o'clock yeah, on Monday. But that- I gotta I gotta start New England every week. I mean, Bill Belichick can't go wrong, yeah. but. I digress. I think Mahomes will be okay. I know I, I keep saying it, but I don't know, man. I, it was also – you know, Denver's not a terrible defense either, and it's not like they weren't scoring or moving the ball. He just wasn't throwing for the – you know what I'm saying? He just wasn't throwing touchdowns. That makes sense. It's the Kansas City offense. Yeah. Re- read me off the matchups for Patrick Mahomes down the stretch. He's got the Raiders on Sunday. Great. Great. At the Chargers in week 15. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, no, no, that's a fine matchup. At home versus Pittsburgh, it's okay. It's and okay. then at Cincinnati. Which is good. And, and then week 18, if you play week 18 championships, he's at Denver. So, I mean, it's not bad for Mahomes. My, my, I like I'm, re- I'm really worried with Mahomes. I, I, I really am. I mean, I, I'm just looking at his numbers. I've written about this in the column uh, a few times. Mahomes only one game since week six where he's posted more than 15 fantasy points. That, that, came, the Raiders? that came against the Raiders. 
yeah, when through five touchdowns. Jake, you made a great you made a great point when you said Mahomes is just not throwing the touchdowns. He's not. He's not throwing the touchdowns. The Chiefs have really rode the back of their defense, and I guess that's that's credit to Kansas City's defense because they really have turned it around. But when you consider that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has had one multi-touchdown game since week six and has one game with more with 15 or more fantasy points in week six. That's just not a guy that people were drafting in, in the third, fourth round. And again, this all goes back to the conversation that we have had. I know I've had it with you and I know I've had it with Adam where we go back and forth and we try, we try and convince people that it is just not worth it to be going and taking quarterbacks in round three, round four, round five in single quarterback leagues. It makes no fucking sense when you have, when you have Tom Brady, who I drafted in a draft, I got Tom Brady in round 15 and Tom Brady has been, my starter every single week. Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I think the earliest I would draft a quarterback is round six with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and yeah. until the wheels fall off, I, I think Rodgers. I think we. I think we need to get to the point where we need to stop doubting Aaron Rodgers until. Well, well, let's just look at the at the quarterbacks that were the top quarterbacks in this week. Kyler, top quarterback. Okay, Brady was a late round quarterback in, in, in most places. Yeah. Rogers was a buy though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Rogers was a buy Herbert mid round quarterback kind of was in that same Rogers Wilson sort of range if yeah. pre pre draft lower than Dak, like round six, round seven sort of guy Stafford per, I would say in the, in the class round below nine. Herbert, the class below him. Yeah. Zach Wilson <laughs> waivers undrafted waivers. By the way, he looked give good. Me. He looked give good. Me. Give me, give me more. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. Love him. I'm sure I'll come up on the mailbag. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Taysom Hill. But available Wait, on waivers. Been saying it for months. <laughs> Literally Kirk two Cu- months. Kirk Cousins was not drafted. Nope. Jared Goff was not drafted. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger was not drafted. And then one more for good measure. Gardner Mitchell, a fill-in. Has been on waivers all season long. So, like, for anybody that's listening that need, needs this point just smashed into your heads more, does, does this prove it? That taking a quarterback early just makes no fucking sense. If you're going to take something early, and, and this is this is something that I, I will admit, Jake, you turn me on to this, and I'm going to utilize it. Take a tight end early. Yeah. Take a Mark Andrews early. Take a Darren Waller early because Waller, I'm sure, is going to be less expensive than he was this year, next year. Take those guys early because there aren't so many great tight ends. There are so many good quarterbacks that you don't need to be going out of your way to draft one of these guys because now, say you have Mahomes, you're locked into Mahomes. You, You can't bench him because if Mahomes goes off, you're going to feel like a fucking idiot. Yet you can't really play him right now either. But of course you're going to play him. It's the Raiders and he just killed the Raiders. But you you understand what I'm saying. You can't yeah. play Mahomes because he's been he's he, yeah. he's been a shell of himself. Yeah, because listen, if you like we're saying to go pick up Taysom Hill, you're not going to pick up Taysom Hill and play him over Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Correct. You know, I, that's why I don't draft quarterbacks early either. At the earliest I'll draft a quarterback is round six 
if I and honestly, I would take Aaron Rodgers if I had Devontae Adams because that that's that's a next level stack right there. You you sleep good at night with those two in full PPR. I've won three championships with the Aaron Rodgers yeah. Devontae Adams stack. It is simply mm, yeah, Best but otherwise guess. I've been I've been riding waivers and. You know, the, the he Rogers is my quarterback in both my leagues. And then in one league, I started off the year 0-4, did some reclamation project work, and just been riding waivers every week with matchups. Been riding Burrow a lot, but, you know, waivers have played a role. I played and starred Cam multiple weeks, and it's worked out. So Yeah. And listen, it's, it's, it's always, always a very friendly streaming environment with quarterback. It always is. Yeah, it it's always not is. Like, it's not like running backs where, you know, and tight ends, especially, you know, you, I, I said, it, it's just, if you don't have a tight end, it just feels like there's no, there's no coming out of that. There's no finding one without giving up a ransom for one. And if your team sucks and you have a good tight end, well, guess what? You can get something for him, you know? Exactly right. And if we, if we just kind of look at quarterbacks that are, I'm not going to say that are mainly available, but guys that weren't drafted or drafted on the lower end, guys that you could start this week if need be. You have Ryan Tannehill going up against Jacksonville. You have uh, maybe, eh, I mean, I don't know. What's his ownership? Trevor percentage? Lawrence is against the Texans, right? No, oh, no, no, that's next week. Trevor Lawrence plays the Texans. Trevor Lawrence plays the Texans next week. I mean, if, I you're, start him. if you're in the 12.3% of leagues where he's available, Russell Wilson takes on the Texans. Um, Derek Carr takes on the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Mm. He's another one, man. Just, I wouldn't mind him on my roster. I wouldn't mind having two quarterbacks on my roster. Like, let's just say going into next year, like Derek Carr. And if you want a high upside lottery ticket, have a Trey Lance next year. I don't know. Just, just spitting out shit. Yeah. That's not a problem. Carr, you know what you're getting. Yeah. I mean, what if, let's just play like a what if right now. Say Russell Wilson goes to the Saints and it's Russell Wilson with Michael Thomas. Maybe Michael Thomas would want to play football again. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe that's a big maybe, a big maybe. Uh, yeah, another who won't be drafting him. Not this, not this schmuck, and not that schmuck. Nope. Um, and then one more, one more for you. If he, if he is available, uh, Cam Newton going up against Atlanta. It's just so hard to trust Cam because you're in risk of that stinker. You know what I'm saying? Like just an absolute losing week if you start Cam. I know hey. the matchup's great. And they just fired the offensive court. I know it's hard to trust them this week, though. I, I know the matchup's great, but three guarantees in life. Death, I know taxes and points yeah. against the Falcons. I know, but I, I'm telling you, man, Cam, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Oh, it was, it was dreadful against Miami. And Miami it was, was a good matchup. Miami was a good matchup. We yep. said it going into the week. So, and then um, and one more if anybody needs a streamer. Uh, Taylor Heineke going up against Dallas at at home. This Washington football team is somehow six six. Somehow, I have no idea how. I truly, I have no idea how. And this game is now very, very, very important, which is mind boggling to me. Truly, it, it, it really, really is a sight to behold. All right, so let's go into the running backs. So. Oh. Javante, how are you? Nice guy. It's about time. I did, didn't I say on this podcast like uh, a couple times that this would be a very Cam Akers like end of the season for Javante yeah, Williams. We both did. We both did. I, I believe we may have mentioned that last week. I, I, I think we said something along those lines. 
Uh, yeah, I, I've rostered I know, him all year. I know a schmuck that dropped him. I happen to live with him. Yeah, I and wish gifted me. He gifted me a 29-point performance to keep my season alive. So, Matthew, thank you very much. Um, yeah, Javante Williams was great against the Chiefs. He, it, it's not even the fact that he was the number one running back of the week. Let's just let's look put, great. put that aside. Exactly. It's how he did it. He looked fantastic. And there's reports now saying Melvin Gordon is looking to play on Sunday. Gee, I, I wonder why. Because he doesn't want to say he doesn't I'm... want Denver saying saying, "Oh, Melvin, you're, you're you're still here. Oh, we forgot about you." If the Denver Broncos somehow, some way, don't feature Javante Williams from here on out, uh, everyone needs to be fired. Agreed, agreed, and they just, probably just only get rid of fired all. anyway. I don't think I. You see. I think they've done a pretty good job, the coaching staff in Denver, with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, what are they, six and six or six and seven or? Six and six. I think that's a pretty damn good job. I get it. They've beaten some bad teams, but. No, six and seven. Sorry, six and seven. That's still not terrible. I mean, Bridgewater, Locke, I mean, who? You can't tell me that they're slim. Yeah, you can't tell me that Matt Rule in Carolina deserves to keep a job over Vic Fangio in Denver. Can't tell me that. No, Matt Rule is just an awful head coach. Just period. He's awful. awful. He's awful. I, I said it too from the time. Oh, he's he's very, very, very bad. But um, moving swiftly onward to people who actually matter. Antonio Gibson. Welcome back, sir. Welcome back. Yep. He he's turned it on and, and credit to him. He's looked good has a great matchup this week versus Dallas, then has Philadelphia, Dallas again, Philadelphia, and the Giants. That stretch run, that gauntlet of the NFC East that Washington has, all great matchups for Antonio Gibson. This week, he's a smash play. He'll be a top 15 play for me. But in general, in the long haul, Gibson looks... I don't want to be throwing this word around loosely, but... The schedule suggests that maybe there's potential for Gibson to be a league winner there. And a former college receiver now utilizing the pass game. I mean, what what a great concept that a Washington football team is starting to grasp. Yeah. Twelve weeks into the season, thirteen, all, whatever it is. All they needed all they needed was for JD McKissick to go down injured. That's it. That's all he needed to, for them to realize, oh wow, Gibson can actually catch passes. It's unbelievable. And maybe he's best utilized the three down back. It's crazy. Can I add a running back? Sure, of course you can. Got to play Alexander Madison. Don't doesn't matter the matchup, regardless was, uh, of matchup. If Dalvin Cook doesn't play, you play Alexander Madison. Yep, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about about Madison. I mean, a very good game for him against the Lions. His second good game against the Lions this year. Twenty one point four fantasy points for him. Goes up against Pittsburgh at home on Thursday night. I like it. I like it. He's it, it, going to be a volume play, if nothing else. He's a must start. Uh, yeah. Bottom line. Um, did, did our buddy Miles Gaskin uh, fulfill his uh, potential this week? I, I didn't really pay attention too much to that game. I was watching better teams play. Let's not talk about Miles Gaskin. He's dead to me. Yeah. 
What a, what a, what a surprise. What a, what a fucking shock. And you just know what, I'm don't gonna... play him in the playoffs. I don't care what the matchup nope. is. Do not play Miles Gaskin. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The man is dead to me. Um, Alexander Madison or say he has a dilemma. Maybe you do. Alexander Madison or Leonard Fournette. Fournette going up against Buffalo. Madison. Madison. Give me Fournette, but close, really close. Madison, the Buffalo run D, the Buffalo run defense has not been uh, as stellar as they were earlier in no, the year. It's been no, very. They, they just let the David last, Harris and they run, let Jonathan Taylor run yards on last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander Madison or James Conner. Uh, Chase Edmonds is supposed to come back this week. By the way, I don't yes. know if you saw that, but give, give, regardless, give me um, Madison. Give me Madison as well. Madison or Saquon Barkley? Madison. Madison for me. I'll give you one more. Same game. Madison or Najee Harris? Najee. Najee. Najee for me as well. Okay. Um, Let's just see anything else here. Keep in mind, um, Austin Eckler looks a little banged up. And he had, like Brendan Staley said, he described as having bumps and bruises. Something along those Anything lines. Anything on Darrell Henderson? Uh, Darrell Henderson, it looks like that he was ready to go if need be, but they just decided not to not to use him. If I can find him on here. Okay, let me just see what their recent news is on Henderson. Yeah, so I'll just read it. This is off of ESPN uh, through Rotowire. Uh, Sean McVay noted Henderson was available to the Rams offense if needed, but game flow ultimately kept him on the sideline, basically in a blowout. They decided not to use him. Uh, it's no surprise. Game turned a blowout. Like I said, thank you. Uh, da, 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 da. James Robinson. Is there another James Robinson injury to add to the uh, heel and knee? No, I, I actually think James Robinson came out of this game looking healthy, maybe. But I, I, I do – want to talk about James Robinson and, and, and thank you. Cause that was one that I actually didn't want to bring up. Carlos Hyde, nine carries James Robinson, eight carries in a game that was I, a complete yeah. blowout. So I understand maybe Jacksonville not wanting to necessarily roll with Robinson all that much, considering he's been banged up for, I think better part of the last month now, but it obviously is concerning that Jacksonville is, for whatever reason, again, he's hurt. I understand that. But Carl's Hyde is getting nine carries. James Robinson getting eight. So that's something that's James, obviously worth James Robinson, about. yeah, he did fumble the football. He did. He did. He fumbled. I thought James Robinson left this game with an injury, but I, I could just be imagining things. But um, yeah, No, he does not have an injury de- designation. The, the matchups for Robinson over the next two or three weeks, I believe, are very good. Yeah, he has – let's just look at his playoff schedule. So he got the Titans next week. Then he's got Houston, the Jets, and then the Patriots. Besides the Patriots, I love them all. Yep. Do not start him against the Patriots on Championship Sunday, please. Absolutely not. Not. Not a chance. Not a chance. Unless you absolutely have to. Unless, Unless you like, have to. Your yes, next best option thing. is like Alex Collins or or Adrian Peterson. Or, or even Miles Gaskin. Or Miles <laughs> Gaskin. Who would you rather start? Miles Gaskin or James Robinson? Neither. Fuck them. Um, 
all right. So let's just see. Is there anything else worth talking about? Titans running backs. We we still not committing to one. We're just we're just avoiding. Um. Well, I, I mean, I I can ask you. I mean, there's one that you would play. I mean, for, for me, it's probably Hilliard. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know what? They might just find somebody else that wasn't on the roster. Hey, they could. Well, they, maybe they activate Jeremy McNichols this week and just they have like a what he headed monster. Yeah. They like what he does on third down. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he's gonna be a third down guy because they like what yeah. he does on third down. Let me let me just. I know we have to move on. Sure. One more running back that I think is starting to become a plug and play. I can't believe I'm saying this in the year 2021. I think Devontae Freeman is starting to become a guy you got to start every week. I wrote about him in the column this week. He seems to score every week, every week. One yard touchdown, Devontae Freeman. And also, it feels like in the passing game, he's starting to become a little – it's starting to become more of Devontae Freeman's backfield than Latavius Murray's. They're starting to realize that Murray's just useless. It is. I I did write about that in the column this week, and I said it just feels like the the, the tide has completely changed towards Devontae Freeman and his – quest to be the leader of this backfield committee 19 touches for freeman four touches for latavius murray so i mean that's all you really need to see there um and yeah freeman looks like that he is going to be the guy here for the uh, foreseeable future he gets cleveland in week 14 he'll probably be an rb2 for me somewhere in there top 24 play (laughs) then green bay at home cincinnati and then the rams so he Don't gets, love the Rams. It's three. It's three solid enough matchups where Freeman will be an RB two just because he's in Baltimore. They want to run the ball, and he's always a threat to score a one yard touchdown. The Rams, I don't love. Yeah, I don't love. So it's just amazing. It, it's amazing. I I did not see this coming. No, no, <laughs> neither did I. It truly. And and you know what? Good for him because I mean he looks like the better running back there too. Yeah, it's just a shame how Tyson Williams just fell out of favor after having two. Wasn't that just the weirdest thing? Like the guy was averaging like seven yards a carry almost, and nope, we gotta get we gotta get Devontae Freeman on the field and Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell. Week one against the Raiders, twelve touches, a ninety-four yards, and a touchdown, eighteen point four fantasy points, and it's just been peanuts ever since. I feel like week two he even had somewhat of a decent week. No. Uh, 11.3. And then just 15 touches, 93 yards. And, and then, then inactive. Nothing. Yep. The Detroit did nothing. Inactive. Nothing against Indy. Inactive versus the Chargers. Cincinnati did nothing. Then has by. Then was inactive for three straight games. Crazy. Crazy. Welcome to the world we live in. Craziness. Okay. Uh, the receivers. Justin Jefferson, great. You don't need me to tell you that. Justin Jefferson, however, I, I yeah, I actually I do want to talk about Justin Jefferson. Is there any concern, Jake, that with the injury to Adam Thielen, which looks like he's going to keep him out perhaps for the rest of the season with yeah. the Vikings perhaps teetering? Maybe there's a maybe, maybe they rush him back, maybe they don't. I don't know, but it, it is a high ankle sprain. Those injuries, it's a three to four week injury. So at this point, it takes him to like week 17, maybe on the front end. Is there any concern now with Justin Jefferson that he could be blanketed, doubled, whatever, that T could just say, okay, we're going to take this guy out of the equation no. altogether? No, 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 no. I think that's better for Justin Jefferson. I think that's more targets for Justin Jefferson. 
And and don't go out there and add any other of the Minnesota pass catchers, please. Please. No. No. Don't do please it. Please do not. Um Cincinnati, need to have a conversation about them. T. Higgins, yep. another another one hundred yard game for him. Jamar Chase has just done absolutely nothing, even remotely productive for fantasy. He he was the third ranked receiver this week out of out of himself, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Looking at Jamar Chase's game logs, Jamar Chase has two touchdowns since week seven and has not posted more than fifteen fantasy points since week seven. Is it time, Jake, for fantasy managers to start panicking about Jamar Chase? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. A lot of what you thought was going to happen, a lot of fantasy managers thought was going to happen at the beginning of the season with T. Higgins being more like the number one receiver is starting to come true. Um, A lot of the games where Chase was extremely productive, I don't even think T. Higgins played in. I know he missed a couple games early in the season or wasn't really himself. He was obviously rehabbing from injury, trying to play through it, what have you. But um, I would be a little bit concerned. Um, I think he's more of a wide receiver too, dare I say, flex type of guy than that smash wide receiver one play that you had in the beginning of the year. Obviously, this doesn't impact him for dynasty formats or anything like that. He's still great. He'll still be great. Got it. But um, it just looks like teams are starting to catch on a little bit more to this Bengals offense. Um so to say that Burrow obviously looks in Jamar Chase's. He has actually dropped a couple touchdowns too over the last couple of weeks. He has. Um, no, he has. So, so, in, so Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but in the, nah, three, in, in the three games that Jamar Chase has had a hundred or more receiving yards, they were in Week One, Week Five, and Week Eleven. In those weeks, T. Higgins start with Week One, four for fifty-eight to touchdown. Week Five, five for thirty-two, no touchdowns. Week Eleven, two for fifteen. So Higgins was was there. It's just been a complete shift where now Higgins is getting the love. And I guess they're just waiting for the pivot to happen where now teams are going to center in on Higgins and then leave Chase and more one-on-ones. The rookie wall, he probably hit it. It happens. You know, it, 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 it just is what it is. Um, do keep in mind... However, that uh, Higgins did come out of the game versus the Chargers with an ankle injury. But even then, I mean, I'm going to have Higgins, I'm going to have him ranked as a top 20 receiver. And he's probably going to be pretty close to to Jamar Chase for me. And, And I don't know if you could start Jamar Chase with a supreme amount of confidence this week. And Joe, you're right, though, the Burrow finger injury is... Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, and his pinky was bending in a way that it should not bend. Yeah, I, I, it's just he's gotten you so. F- it's just you feel like the big game is coming. So it could, say, hap- not- it could happen this week versus San Francisco. It's a great matchup it, for him. It could. Um, he got you to this point. I know that we have to put aside, you know, obviously our personal biases and and all that, but I, I would just I would roll there. What are the odds that you have a better option than him? Slim to none. What are the odds? Slim to none. But no, he's not that. I think you need to temper your expectations moving forward with uh, with Jamar Chase. I definitely agree. For this week, Jamar Chase taking on the Niners. Jamar Chase or Mike Evans against Buffalo. 
No Tredavious White. Give me Mike Evans. Jamar Chase or Deontay Johnson against Minnesota Thursday. Johnson. I think Johnson is. Yeah, I think it's a smash play going forward. Smash play. Chase or DK Metcalf. Chase. Give me Metcalf against Houston. I like that. I think it's a shadow of the glass ceiling game for for Metcalf. You and I both. Chase or Hollywood? Chase. Chase for me as well. Chase or if he plays Keenan Allen. If he plays, tested positive for COVID, but could clear because he is vaccinated. He, he just needs to test positive, uh, test positive, test negative two times within a 24-hour stretch. Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen is uh, starting to play more like Keenan Allen. Yeah, I would go with they're back-to-back for me. I, I have Chase higher. But if if you could tell me Keenan Allen plays, I would think by by Friday or Saturday I'll have I'll have Allen higher than than Chase if Allen is going to play. So I think for yeah. now na- for now it's Chase, but it'll probably end up being Allen. Uh one more C D Lamb or Jamar Chase. C D. C D for me as well. Uh let's just have a look here well, into I got a receiver to bring up. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. DeAndre Hopkins. What are we doing there? I mean, he did score. He scored. The, the game script was a little bit, and also the weather was a little less than ideal in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game script. I, I. What do we think? Is DeAndre Hopkins? I, I'm a little concerned with Hopkins for this week, just because he's going up. He's gonna. He's gonna see a bit of Ramsey, and. I know that I've said in the past they've been utilizing Ramsey differently, but my whole view of that changed when they took on the Packers and Ramsey was just man up on Devontae Adams. So it, it just says to me that if there's an elite receiver that they're going up against, Ramsey is going to be used as that corner that he's traditionally known for. So for yeah, me, I, I think, yeah, Monday night, Monday night, I know it's going to be a really, really tough sit. But I just think that it's quite possible that Jalen Ramsey is going to go up against Hopkins, who may not be 100% as of yet. And it, it could be a tough night for, for Hopkins. But, see, I, I also struggle with this one. Because can you say that Hopkins has gotten you to this point? You can and you can't. You can and you can't. I just – I. I... It's just when he plays, it just feels like you have to play him. Like, Correct. We just feel like a complete idiot benching DeAndre Hopkins. Right. They claim he's out. I think the practice reports would be a little telling this week. If he's off the injury report at the end of the week, okay, great. We're, we're good to go. But if he's not practicing until Friday, eh, don't love that. You and see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a little bit of a worry. It's a lot like what we talked about before with the home home situation. We'll where, know more on the mailbag, yeah. Yeah, we will know more for Thursday, and you'll know more for for Saturday with uh, what the status is with Hopkins. And I assume we're going to have some Hopkins questions in there. Uh, Let's just see who else is here that we could talk about. Mike Williams is he? You know, I'm a bit. I'm a big Mike Williams guy. I'm more. You are a Mike Williams guy. I'm. I'm a Mike Williams guy because he plays. He plays with Justin Herbert. You see, like. That's what I'm saying is we had this conversation is guys that play for good teams and good offenses. I feel like it, they're easier to trust for me. Yeah. Agreed. If that makes sense. Um, 
I have one that we need to discuss. Well, before 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 we get to your save yours for two seconds, his schedule, yeah. William Mike Williams, is wow. It's great. Yeah. The Giants, Kansas City, who've played better defensively, at Houston, then at home versus Denver, not great. Went four for thirty nine against them. And you'll see a lot 12. of Patrick Sertan. Yes. So you're gonna have three weeks. Giants, Chiefs, both at home, and then at Houston, where Mike Williams, you got I gotta say, he'll be a top twenty four play for me. He will be. Especially yeah. if, if Keaton Allen doesn't PBR play. Too. If Keaton Allen doesn't play, oh who else is who else is Herbert gonna throw to? Jalen Guyton? You know, a lot of people thought that last year in the playoffs for Mike Williams, but this is a little bit of a difference. Because remember, Keenan Allen missed last year with a couple, missed a couple games. We all thought Mike Williams is going to be a smash play, but this is a little bit of a different Mike Williams this year. So yes, there's a yeah, track no, record there. I'm a big, I'm big on Mike Williams. I, I think he's, I think he's a good player. Like, would you pay him hundred million there. dollars to join the Jets? No, the Jets need, Jets need a. Uh, something a little different they do need a bigger receiver but you know speaking of jets um this is my non-bias here but is elijah moore a set and forget it guy for the rest of the season with Corey davis out of course he is that way when you could when he scores you could just get up and shake your ass and say give me give me more give me more give me give me more yet again scored on sunday scores i mean i'm telling you he's he's a great guy he's quickly becoming one of my favorites and i i'm making you this promise i will be drafting him next year so that way when he does score i could just go crazy saying give me give me more he's starting to look like the guy that we uh envisioned it took him a little bit um i think the injuries hampered him a little bit in training camp um getting on the same page with the quarterbacks but yeah he looks he looks damn good it sucks because i think if he was healthy since the first week of the season, I think we might be talking about a potential offensive rookie of the year in Elijah Moore. I mean, it's hard to argue the last month and a half what he's been doing. I mean, what's he got? You know, feels like he scores every week. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is true. A couple of three guys I want to hit on very quick before we move on to the uh, to the tight ends. Uh, Hollywood, he's had three straight games where he's been quite underwhelming. And really, four out of his last six have been pretty underwhelming I've noticed, as well. Yeah. I've noticed so, since Rashad Bateman was activated for the Ravens, it's been a little bit less Hollywood, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it, it it has. It has. I mean, he'll he'll be a top 20 play for me, but is it, it, I guess my question is is Hollywood as safe as maybe he was? No, 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 no. I don't think so. And he'll see a lot of Denzel Ward this week, too, against the Browns. It's not a bad corner. He will. Hollywood or DJ Moore? DJ, give me, give me more. Nah, it's that's not the same. That's yeah, it's a lot of guy. It's not the same. You got to be able to score touchdowns to give you more, and DJ Moore doesn't provide that. Well, um, DJ, DJ Moore is playing Atlanta this week. And yeah, he is playing Atlanta. So yes, score. give give me give me give me more there, but not the same. Give me give me DJ Moore, uh, Marquise Brown or McLaurin. McLaurin, McLaurin for me as well. Marquise Brown or. Elijah, give me, give me more. Elijah, give me Hollywood. Oh, give me Hollywood. Sorry, I, I, I love the man. I love the man, but oh, I can't tee myself up for that one. That would be, that'd be crazy. Uh, one more, Hollywood or Tyler Lockett? Uh against the Texans, give me Lockett. Lockett for me as well. Are we uh, moving next... off receivers? Oh, okay. You have more no. I got two. I got two line. more. I want to hit on very quick. Uh, Stephon Diggs. Rapid fire. 
Stephon Diggs, are you at all concerned? Yeah, Vanna, you still play him every week, but it's just not been the same owning Stephon Diggs. So, Mm-mm. Nope. But he's automatic start this week versus Carolina. Automatic start every week. Okay. I, I would – I would say, and he's playing Tampa this week. I was getting ahead of myself. Kelly uh, plays Carolina in, in week 15. And then one more guy I want to talk about. Um, no Terod Taylor for the foreseeable future for the Houston Texans. Jake, fill in the blank. Brandon yeah. Cooks is blank. Uh, it's not, I, I'm just kind of bailing on the Texans offense as a whole. I, okay. No, that thanks. Was, that was the answer I was, uh, I was very much expecting. Okay. Yeah. One Moving more, on. one more, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Quick, go ahead. quick. Yeah, can sure. I stop? Can I stop starting Brandon Ayuk? Is it officially just real quick? Yes or no? Mm. It's just over. Come on, I can't do it anymore. It's just, it's. I terrible. don't want to do it. I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to do stop it. starting him because I en- I enjoy just this false hype that we get about him, but he's not good for your heart. I can tell you no. that. Yeah, I'm it, gonna it's... sit him this week and then he'll score. He'll Probably. score and get like 80 yards and. Five for yeah. eighty and a touchdown this week. Yeah, probably, probably uh, that that is something that could potentially happen. All right, the tight ends. Uh, George Kittle looks great. Jimmy. Yes, yeah, he's healthy, good to go. Yep, George Kittle, you're not uh, worried about. Uh, Mike Kosicki, what are you doing with him? I, I just think he's one of those. It's it's touchdown or bust. And Fox just had to fucking troll us. Did you see the game at all? I know oh, of I lied. Course I, did. I, I saw a of little course bit. I did. Where they put up the fucking graphic of him when Matt yep. Collins scored. Mm-hmm. Nice, right? <laughs> it's just tease, tease. I didn't fall for it because I saw I saw the six on the back. And so and did I, said, I, and I was like, Agusiki's eight. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? And did I get my guys confused? But then I saw I saw his face. I was like, no, that's not a Mike Gesicki face. That's a Matt Collins face. Um, sucks with. Logan Thomas looks like he's going to miss the remainder of the season. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones against Dallas. Are, are we? No, we're not. We're not. We're not doing okay. that. Okay. I think he's more of like a two tight end sort of guy. Can, but... I, can I ask you about a guy that I've just been constantly pouring water over this sure. entire season? Sure. He's these buffoons that try to tell me otherwise. Dawson Knox is pretty useless without scoring, man. I'm he's sorry. A touchdown he or bust tight end. He need, exactly. He's not this like he's not of the echelon of like a Kittle, Andrews, um, well, the old Waller that we used to know and love. He was um, week two to week five, but outside of that, eight point one, seven point five, two point seven, fourteen point zero, eighteen point two on Thanksgiving, where he two, where two of his three catches for touchdowns and three point four last night. Yeah, no, I, I think he's I think he's tough to t- uh, to trust. He's very tough to trust. He, 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 you can't start him. You can't. Can't start him. Uh, Foster Moreau, very popular streamer. He let a lot of people down. Hopefully, Darren Waller uh, will be back. Not looking good. But, yeah, it's not It's not looking good. I mean, let's just see. Okay, so Rich Passaccia said that Waller is uh, day-to-day. So, there's a possibility. But keep keep the practice reports very much in mind when you are uh, when you are setting your lineups. No concern for Mark Andrews. He should have no. caught a touchdown if Lamar Jackson could throw a football. Um, it would have been a much different story for him. But, yeah, no issue with Mark Andrews. He's fine. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he has one touchdown this year. 
And he has four games with double-digit points in full-point PPR, which is generous. It's tough to trust him. That's just – he's I, kind of that pack where – He's tough. He, he's boomer bust. He's boomer bust, and you need him – you need him to score. And the problem is he's not scoring. So The problem is Russell Gage is back now too, which doesn't help Kyle Pitts. Here's the capable pass catcher. Here's the other issue that I have with Pitts is that he's a name – but if you were to change Kyle Pitts's name to someone like Tyler Higby, and you were to take his numbers, replace him with Tyler Higby's numbers, Tyler, he'd be droppable. He would be. I actually kind of like Higby this week on Monday night. I'm not gonna lie. I do too. I don't. I don't, th- I don't I do think too. he's a terrible play. But yeah, no, Kyle Pitts. Uh, it's just like you're waiting for the breakout. You know what I'm saying? You just don't want to miss that big game after right. drafting him in the top five rounds and all of a sudden he has this big game and you got playoffs right around the corner and you're not there to right. get it. You, you've wrote it out for this long. Chances are there's probably not a better option available for you other than right. Kyle Pitts. So, but you're waiting just, for something that may never come. You're, just, you're stuck doing that though. So Exactly. Exactly right. Well, that is going to be it for this episode of the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show. Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure as always. And Jake, of course, will be back on Thursday for the mailbag. And then Adam, well, Saturday for the mailbag. We're recorded on Thursday and then it'll be out on Saturday. And then Adam will be back Friday for the preview show. So until then, good luck setting your, your waivers. Good luck setting lineups. And we will talk to you later on this week. So for Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye bye.